This is me saying words. Henry's saying words right now. Sue, would you like to say some words? Yeah, Nikki's got the uh, washing machine going downstairs. <laughs> is that going to be a problem? Can you hear it? Can you hear the washing machine? <laughs> no, we're good. There's no washing machine. <laughs> talking about stuff, talking about things, talking about you, talking about me. It's not a whole country. And we are celebrating. It is Canberra. Hello, my name is Henry. Welcome to Canberra, Conversations in the Capital. Today, I am joined by Sue Freeman, more commonly known as DJ Sue of Runaround DJs. At 63 years old, Sue is living the dream, performing DJ sets throughout the nation's capital to an ever-growing, adoring fanbase. Recently going viral after a video was uploaded of her DJing outside the Dixon shops, Sue's life has become non-stop. Gigs are now coming up throughout the country, and people are recognizing her all throughout the city. Having DJed now for over a decade, Sue remains at the top of her game. She personifies the saying that age is just a number and continues to be an inspiration for those aspiring to do the most with their own. Sue, how are you doing today? Oh, good. Thanks, Henry. Thank you for having me. No, of course. I'm I'm very excited. We're we're currently inside your home and you've just shown me your DJing equipment. What was your life like before you began DJing? Um, I cared for my mum. She was elderly. So that was kind of a very difficult time. And I'm also a bookkeeper, so I was bookkeeping for a restaurant, a local restaurant. Nice. And I'd go in there and I was working with a lot of young people. Mm -hmm. I went to one of the ladies' weddings there and they had a lady who was the DJ. And I thought she um, she wasn't didn't look very happy, mm. and it sort of to me I thought, oh gee, that'd be a fun job. <laughs> and I thought maybe I could do that. Was it more of an impulse decision then, or, or was there kind of some lead up already to this idea of um, no. I want to do something else? It was and- kind of an impulse because sometimes in my life I things come into my life and I try to run with it. You know, like I have had some crazy ideas over the years. <laughs> And then when this came along, I just started to think about it more and more. I, I went to a neighbor's daughter's wedding mm-hmm. and there was a DJ there that was a young person mm-hmm. and they seemed to sit on their phone all night and <sighs> wouldn't take requests. And <laughs> I thought, gee, you know, like it can't be that hard. It's like, man, all these DJs suck. Like, yeah. like, like, no, no, I didn't think that. <laughs> but I just thought, gee, this would be, that'd be a really fun job. Yeah. And then when my neighbor said how much they paid the G- DJ, <laughs> I thought, oh, well. That'd be good, even better, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. How did you get started with all of that? So um, I believe that you bring things into your life. And sure. I started to ask people, especially family and friends, this is what I think I'd like to do. Do you think people would book me? Mm. And some people were really positive and some people, you know, thought I was crazy. <laughs> and especially my, my son, I talked to him, you know, I, he was 14 at the time. Yeah. I said, Ryan, you know, do you think like, well, how about we go and do a DJ course? And he was pretty keen at that yeah, age. Of course. So I had to go up to Sydney for my niece's um, little boy's christening. And hey. I knew Ryan would be a bit bored going <laughs> to that. Yeah. So I got online and I looked up DJ courses in Sydney. And there happened to be a half-day course in DJ Warehouse on the Sunday after the christening. So I asked him and he said he'd like to do it. And so we both did it together. So it was only half a day and it was was a lot of fun, but that's how we started. It's a nice uh, mother-son bonding time as well. Yeah, but we had different booths, so it wasn't too (laughs) embarrassing for him. Because I'd never used a Mac computer before. And you know it's really different to slide the songs and that. So I had no idea what I was doing. And we were using turntables as well. Right. So that was the start. That was the start. And yeah. you began the business? 
um, we came back and we were busting to buy some equipment. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be better to start my own business rather than try and work for somebody else. Of course. And Ryan was keen to do it with me. He had a lot of knowledge. He was pretty smart at a young age and Mm. I never thought past just what a fun job it would be, but he knew all the technical things and... You know, there's a lot of leads and wires and, and, you know, setting up and everything. So I was grateful that he and I did it together. But after, well, so we started up our own business and I was going to call it Run Around Sue, mm-hmm. but that name was already taken for the website. Really? So my oh. girlfriend's um, son set up my website for me and he said, why don't you call it Run Around DJs, which was better because it incorporates one, more than one DJ. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how that came about. There you go. And you started with lots of birthdays, weddings, corporate Um, gigs. Because I worked at the restaurant, I had kind of a launch party for all my friends and family. Oh, hey. So that was a really huge night. Uh, And what happened there was halfway through the night, I bought a computer that was a MacBook Mm -hmm. um, that was a a demonstrator model, and I had it sitting on the table and it got really hot and it shut down about like when everybody just started to get up dancing, the (laughs) computer froze. And kind of that was the end of that. But everybody had had a bit of a dance. That's great. So with this business, I really learned everything the hard way yeah. through things going wrong. What kind of memories do you have from starting off after that? Like, did how, yeah. how, how would people react to seeing you DJing up there as well, I'm sure? Well, to start with, um, then, you know, I, I think I advertised a bit through Google. Mm-hmm. All the stuff I've, like, learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And Ryan and I went out and did gigs and weddings together. Yeah. And also, I decided there was a wedding fair coming up in Canberra, so I thought it'd be a good idea to do the wedding fair. Mm. And it's really quite expensive to have a display there. But we went along and I got some brochures printed up. And so then bookings started to come in from there. There we go. Yeah. So many different locations have had the joy of you performing your sets at the spots. The Dixon Shops, I mentioned before, uh, the Clubhouse in Kayling, their usuals. But you've also been to places like Questacon and the Fox and Bow. Can you think of any highlights so far in terms of different locations that you've um, played? I've been booked for, mm-hmm. I don't know, it might be five or six years at yeah. the Gugong Kite Festival. Oh, hey. And I really love that. Like, so in all the years, apart from, um, so the last one I did was 2019. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, the lady, the same lady books me every year. They had a huge stage. Like normally I'd set up my equipment just outside of the oval on the concrete somewhere. Yeah. She had a huge stage set up with all these massive speakers. Hey, and she said, that's nice. for you. <laughs> and I nearly died. I couldn't believe it. So there I was standing up like in the middle, of, like at the front of the oval with all these people flying their kites. I yeah. was like the lead attraction. <laughs> <laughs> just kites flying above yeah. you and you're just, well. So another one I did, which was really special, was mm-hmm. I was set up down on Lake Burley Griffin for a triathlon event. Cool. And as all the runners came in, you know, I was just playing music. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I sometimes have to pinch myself <laughs> when I think of what I'm doing and, and what, what happiness it brings me. I can just imagine these these athletes, like, they're in the zone, you know, they're ready to, to start running and swimming and cycling and they just they just see <laughs> viral this year it's it's wild we had actually organized this interview before that all went down and i just want to thank you for being part of this despite everything suddenly getting so hectic in your life 
You would have woken up one morning to learn that a video of you was just getting shared all over the world, including by former NBA player Rex Chapman, which is something. <laughs> Talk me through your journey into viral stardom. Okay, I was playing the music at the Dixon Shops, yeah. and it may have been about the third or the fourth Saturday I'd been there, mm-hmm. and every time I'm playing there, people walk past, and they often get out their phones and video me because they get a bit of a surprise from someone like me doing it. And I love it there because people walk past and I sometimes have them doing the YMCA and, you know, they're (laughs) dancing along as they go to do their shopping. Yeah. Anyway, this Saturday, that night, I was, um, after I finished my DJing, I said to the guy who books me there, Jay, Mm -hmm. I wonder where all these videos end up. And (laughs) I didn't think any more about it. Sure. And he said, oh, maybe we should set up a hashtag, I love DJ Sue. <laughs> and I said, oh, I don't really understand what that means. <laughs> anyway, that night I went out with one of my best friends and a couple of her friends. We were having drinks at the Vikings Club. Right. And I got a message on um, my phone. I think it was through Messenger or Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. This lady in the US had seen my video and she said to me, I really love that song, California Love, because mm. I'm in California, but I'm actually an Australian. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's funny. So I went back to her and I said, oh, could you please tell me where you saw the video? So she got back to me straight away and she said, oh, don't be worried, but it's on this web, this page called Brown Cardigan. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, it is a bit of a strange one. So don't feel bad about it. You know, it's a positive. So I got on there, we were at the club having a few drinks, and suddenly all these comments started coming in, you know, like on that page, we're looking at it, and then one of my friends, she says, oh, you've got to hit the heart button, you've got to like that one, you know, so we're hitting (laughs) hitting the heart buttons, and then we're we're looking at how many people are viewing it. Yeah. Oh, it blew me away, Henry, I couldn't believe it. (laughs) That's crazy, because usually, usually with like stories of going going viral they happen overnight so you wake up in the morning and you see it but but you experienced it live as it was happening (laughs) your phone was just going well then the next day like lots of inquiries came through on places that i never even knew you know i didn't know where all these messages were (laughs) on instagram and facebook you know they were in like all these and on my um on my website as well people were coming through there and i was just looking at the amount of followers going up and you know it was just crazy (laughs) Yeah, and we're, we're currently talking at a point where I, I, I kind of call the aftermath of going viral, I suppose. How has your life changed since and how are you going with it all? Well, I actually have a job working two days a week, Thursday and Friday, in an office. Oh. And I've been there. I was very grateful these people gave me a job after the virus, mm. like before Christmas last year. Yeah. And so I've been trying to juggle everything. And when all this happened after I went viral, my daughter said, you know, you need to think about, you know, get back to people and whether you need a manager or not. Mm. And we had to think about all that. And I didn't really want somebody managing me. Fair enough. I just wanted to work through it and pick because I'm only one person. I can only do so much work. Yeah. So I set up a spreadsheet and I started to log all the inquiries coming in and get back to people and just say, look, you know, you can understand it's a bit chaotic at the moment, <laughs> but I'll get back to you. And, and that's how I sort of started out working through it all. Because inquiries were coming from Melbourne and Perth and Adelaide and, you know, because I was playing R&B on the um the video that went viral, mm. like some of these clubs are R&B clubs and they wanting me to come and perform. Of course. Yeah. 
and we, we we've got some all around Australia too, right? It's not mm. just it's not just Canberra. Yeah, that's right. One of the messages that came in was from this um, couple, Jason PJ. They're mm-hmm. on the Kiss One Hundred One Point mm. One in Melbourne. Sure. And my daughter lived in Melbourne, and she said to me, "Oh, you want to get back to them? They're really fun." And so I did. I contacted them, and I went on their radio station. Also, after all this happened, I had to do lots of media interviews, and so I'd be going to work on a Thursday morning, and I'd already done two radio interviews (laughs) before I left. So I loved it. It was so exciting. How good. Did the did the people in the office that you're working with as well yeah. kind of get a kick out of all, out of all of they it? They do. They've <laughs> been following me a lot, you know, and they've been laughing. So what have you been up to this <laughs> week? And, you know, and then I went down to Melbourne to do a gig down there for that radio station, which was absolutely awesome. Hmm. And they just, um, you know, like keeping track of where I'm up to. One of the office girls shares videos and things with the others. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Man, that's it's insane how all of a sudden... Yeah. It just, it just all comes out. Well, this is once again, I do believe things come into your life at the right time. Hmm. And I feel this is the right time for me to have all this hype. You know, I, I am 63. I can't keep doing this work forever. Hmm. But I really, um, I need the money. I don't have a lot of money and I enjoy what I do, you know. So the DJing provides all that. I go out and have a great time. I earn good money and I meet wonderful people. There you go. Absolutely enjoying the ride. Yeah. That's incredible. You've continued DJing for the last 11 years or so. What are the reasons for you continuing and what motivates you to keep doing what you're doing? Um, What motivates me is the happiness it brings to people. Mm. When I'm out DJing, I see people really having a good time. And especially at the Dixon shops, people were going to do the shopping. And they kind of have a bit of a skip in their step and some are singing and some just sit there for the two hours and enjoy the music. And even when I do weddings, you know, people are happy. They're they're having a good time. And if you're happy in your life, other things flow from it. Mm. So that's what inspires me to keep going. And sometimes I think, well, I am getting older. I don't know how much longer I can do it for. Mm. And I get a bit worried taking bookings into the next year. Mm. But then I'm always still doing it. You know, (laughs) like I don't think I can give it up for a long time. I have a close inner circle of people who know the guests I have for this season. And I, I, I say the different names and I get different levels of reactions depending on whether or not that friend knows the person. Consistently, when I have mentioned that DJ Sue is going to be on this list, <laughs> I have some. I have one of my mates go, oh man, you got DJ Sue? <laughs> your, your groupie situation <laughs> yeah. is, is wild in Canberra. You, are, you have this, this, this sort Look, of ha- cult following. <laughs> Having um, been doing so many functions and weddings in Canberra, I would say lots of people, especially now, know me. But I actually have a group of people that follow me consistently called the Disco Group in Canberra. And generally, there'll be, you know, 20, 30 of them come out when I'm playing at a club. (laughs) And often they'll have dinner at the club and then stay and dance. They dance right till the end some nights. And on my playlist, I have a list of songs for the disco group and I ha- I have everybody's name and the songs that each person likes. 
So when Tina gets up on the dance floor, I play one of her favourite songs. And when Paul gets up, I play one of his, you know, and it makes them feel special. That is, that is so amazing to hear, actually. And, and to know that wherever you're going to be doing a gig, there is a guarantee <laughs> that you're going to get people there. That's so true. And I feel like they're a real blessing to my life because... They, I only met them through my first night at the Lanyon Vikings Club. Right. And since then, that would have been eight, nine years ago. Since then, they follow wow. me whenever I get a private gig. There would be at least 15, 20 people come along. <gasps> and they've become some of my very closest <laughs> friends as well. So when I'm not performing on a Saturday night, I go out and dance with them and have dinner with them. Oh, that is so wonderful. Mm. Do you... Do you tell them where your next gig is or are they doing some really like intense snooping, you know, and they're no. just like, oh, all right, we're here now and everyone. No, there's um, one lady who runs that group. She puts out an email every week of where they're going to go. Right. And at the bottom of the email, she all, she always finds out who's on at where and what date. And generally, like, I know don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but wherever <laughs> I'm playing, they will come. Yeah. So there's other bands that they like, but they really like discos djs and there's not a lot playing around you know and they're not young people they're like middle-aged sort of people Mm. and um and so they'll just follow me wherever i'm playing music and i love that there you go yeah i I can see you like in the future opening for someone you know and and the and the people you're opening for like wow everyone's here for us and they're like (laughs) no we're we're here to see sue we're leaving in 10 (laughs) minutes you've been in canberra for so long now Recommend to me a hidden gem of a location in this city and tell me why I should go visit this place. Well, I live on the south side of Canberra Mm -hmm. and I love it here. I I sort of believe in Canberra, wherever you start out, you tend to stay in that area. So many years ago, I moved to Canberra Mm -hmm. and I've always been on the south side since Mm. then. So I love this and I couldn't imagine myself living on the north side. Fair enough. Yeah. The entire south side. There is there's some really nice things down here. Absolutely. The 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 lake and also everything's just picking up now as well. Yeah. In the city. I found this year like um, and a lot of people are rebooking their weddings because they got cancelled last year. Mm. So the bookings have really picked up again. There it is. So so much is happening in your life right now, and I can only assume that there is so much more on the horizon. What does the future hold for Sue Freeman? If you could have a but a sneak peek into where everything's going. Well, really, I just take one day at a time <laughs> because you could never have imagined that what's happened in my life in the last couple of weeks would have happened. I, I could never have imagined. And when I started out DJ, I never imagined I'd even be playing music in a club, mm. like a football club. Yeah. So I just work one day at a time, basically. <laughs> I am going to become a grandma very soon. And I'm excited about that. (laughs) And my DJ business is blown out of the water. Uh, So I just can't really see what's going to happen down the track, except that I have to remain as healthy as possible Mm. and keep doing what I love. And finally, so the floor is open. Is there anything you'd like to say to our listeners? Well, thank you for listening. That's what I want to say. You know, I I appreciate, Henry, you coming on and um, doing this for me. And... Um, for the listeners that don't know, I actually met you at probably Questacon a few mm. years ago. And, yeah. and Questacon was another place I never imagined <laughs> I would be playing music there. And it was such an awesome time. So the places I've played music just blow me away. Mm. And I really love what I do. And so for the listeners, 
you know, um, please feel free to contact me if you have a party coming up or a wedding. <laughs> And I'd love to help you out. <laughs> that's it. Well, we find you at Runaround DJs, right? Yeah, that's that's it. right. Well, DJ Sue Freeman, you're going to be one absolutely kick-ass grandma. Thank <laughs> you so much for chatting today. Thanks, Henry. Thank you so much. My name is Henry. This has been Conversations in the Capital. Stay safe, be kind, and we'll see you soon.